What is going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Jesse, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo Podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it, y'all. It's working. Oh, it's working. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this one of uh, Keelante Gavin's songs. He worked it. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all hear that? That's called. Oh, see, it's coming out. So. Oh. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Mm. Hello, world. Hello, everyone out there. How's everyone doing? So we're here to cast out all your devils and give you the word of the Lord. What is the Lord saying, sir? I do have a question for everyone. Um, so this question, um, have you ever been in a place where you're, you want to move, like you want to do whatever God has called you to do, and it feels like a holdup? But you don't really know if it's demonic or it's God. And sometimes we have to make sure that's why prayer is important. Um, because I really believe that we are in a place where. Just a little bit. Down. Yeah, just a little bit. Just like a tad bit. What about now? Perfect. Good. Um, I really believe that we are in a place where. You really have to discern the time of your life. Um, you have to know the time that you're in. Um, like for me, I'm in a time in a season of very strong, like God has called me to a place of sobriety. Like every time I think about that, I want to cry because, you know, to go through sobriety into a place of sobriety, that means God has to expose the innermost parts of you that are not sober. Mm. Um, you know, Anytime God is calling you to a place, it's going to automatically expose where you're not. And it's not to shame you, it's to grow you. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that as, as he's divine and we're the branches, we go through a pruning season mm -hmm. where things are being cut off that don't bear fruit. Yeah. But it's only to make sure that we bear more fruit. Mm -hmm. And so in these seasons, we have to be able to abide in God and abide in his word mm -hmm. and abide in his love so that we can understand nothing that he does is to hurt. It's only to increase. Mm -hmm. Now, does that take away the pain of it? No. no. But what it does is it gives you a sense of perspective to understand that God as a father has to make sure that you are conditioned and postured enough to be able to access what is for you. That's good. You know, like it's, it's like a wealthy person that wants to leave their fortune and everything that they have for their children. But their children are so used to running wild, being spoiled. And so they leave it, but that child has to go through a course of life. 
mm-hmm. to make sure that they are in a position to handle the inheritance. Mm. And so God has riches for you. And I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about the abundance of life. Yeah. You know, the Bible said, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Mm. And so in order for that to take place, you have to come to a place where God calls you to himself. He brings you to a place where either he's calling you to sobriety. Some of you, he's calling you to cut certain things off. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it's necessarily sin. Is that he wants to know if your obedience level can handle his glory level. Wow. God would not give his glory to disobedient people. No. That's good, sir. Okay. I, you got some? I do. I, I felt some turning in you. Oh yeah. I um I was reminded of Jeremiah when he was complaining to the Lord um in chapter twelve, Jeremiah chapter twelve, verses one through six. And he was sort of just complaining about, hey, you know, everything is getting, everything is prosperous for the wicked. This is too much. The persecution, being risen up as a prophet and a young prophet, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I remember when I started reading Jeremiah was, this is the 12th chapter, right? So 12 chapters have gone by since Jeremiah's commissioning. The first thing that the Lord said to Jeremiah, I believe it was within, I believe it was within the first eight verses, and he said, "Don't be afraid, I'm with you." Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how he just kind of forgot what God had promised him and what God has said. But even when you were talking about um, the conditioning and the endurance that God's people need to have in order to receive and be promoted in the way that God wants them to. When Jeremiah is complaining to the Lord in verses one through four, Jeremiah 12, one through four, the Lord answers Jeremiah and he says, if you have raced with men on foot and they have wearied you, how will you compete with horses and if in a safe land you are so trusting, what will you do in the thicket Jordan? For even your brothers in the house of your father, even they have dealt with you treacherously and are full are in full cry after you. Do not believe them, though they speak friendly words to you. And so immediately, God doesn't even really answer Jeremiah's pity party. He does not. He literally says... Um, what do you expect? Like, if I'm giving you this and you're struggling and you're forgetting and you're unstable, how in the world are you expecting to truly receive the full level of what I have for you? And I think that's how we are with God. And that's how God is with us. Because though he is a father, he still needs us to grow. Yes. And so regardless of the gentleness and the patience, which he demonstrates at the end of the day, Jeremiah in this moment, when God confronted him had to make a decision and say, okay, I have been told by God that I am supposed to be racing with horses, though I am racing with men. And of course, like it's not literal horses. It's a metaphor, but the point is, is that there is more that is expected of him than where he is right now. Mm-hmm. The the process of growth, um, the Bible says we grow from faith to faith and from glory to glory. 
But if you think about growth, if you think of who, if you think about a child at a certain point in their life when they are getting taller, especially boys, mm -hmm. when we're getting taller, that comes a point, especially in the pre preteen years, mm -hmm. where your leg and your knee starts to pop. Yeah. That is not good mm -hmm. to us. Yeah. But it is a sign of growth. Mm. Your knee hurts when you start to get taller. Yeah. It is painful. But it is needed for your growth. Stretching does not feel good. Yeah. But God does it to make sure that you are in a place postured enough. Yeah. To be able to handle the lot that he's given. The Bible says, David said this. He said, you know my cup. Ooh. And you maintain it to my lot. So in other words, what is given to me, the inheritance that you've given to me, you are also the one who's charged of maintenance. Wow. So if he's the one that maintains your lot, he knows how much you can handle. So what are we saying to you? Take courage in the strenuous season. Mm. Take courage in the season of the process. I didn't say warfare. I said process because some of us take process as warfare. Warfare it comes from a demonic place. Process deals with growth. Yeah. So if I'm dealing with warfare, warfare is not God doing it. Warfare is that there are demonic principalities that are opposing mm. my going wherever I'm going in God. But process says... No, you're being pruned. You're being cut because I got to get this new wine into a new wine skin. And if it's old wine, old wine skins trying to trying to hold new wine, the Bible says that it will burst and be good for nothing. So the cutting, the pruning, the crushing, where the olive has to crush in order to all for the for the all to run, in order for that to take place. It is going to be strenuous moments in your life. You're going to deal with relationships cutting off. You're going to deal with issues with family My because God. of obedience. You're going to deal with those things because of surrender. You have to understand your yes to God comes with the cost. Oh, come on. That's good, sir. Your yes to God comes with the cost. So if you're going to tell God yes, you have to make sure we have to be careful of, of walking with the antics that we do in church. Tell him yes. Wait, you better count it. Come on. Talk about it. Because if you are not ready to surrender everything, don't you tell God yes out of your mouth because he is going to honor the covenant. Wow. I even think about when you just said about stretching, right? And I just thought about how God is in that. And when you think of somebody who stretches, right, they have to be put into positions that they're not used to. But... Uh beyond just being put in the position they have to hold it and so what we try to do is we try to get in the position of stretching and hold it for two seconds and think that our muscles are going to stretch but really if you look at a trainer who stretches his players or his workout team or whatever they have them jokers hold that stretch for probably like five to ten minutes because there needs to be time in in order for there to have an effect on the muscle and then when the players get up 
they're more mobile than they were before. They jump higher. They Jesus. run faster. Yes. Their, their bodies are more conditioning. They are able to move in whatever they need to move in yes. so that they can complete their task physically with their body. And that's yes. what God is saying to us. He wants us to get into these uncomfortable positions, but not get up. Hold the stretch. So that way, when you are risen up, you are able to move in the way that I desire for you to move in. Yes. Sometimes and sometimes to stretch spiritually looks like praying in the Holy Ghost longer. Ooh. It looks like standing the word a little longer than you normally would. It looks like getting off social media for a little while. Mm. It sometimes the stretch and think about it, it takes time. Like he just said, it takes time. Stretching is not effective unless a certain amount of time has passed even with after the stretching you stretch so you can lift the weights why because when you lift the weights and when you do all of that there's a certain tear that happens come on and if you have not stretched to the capacity to make sure that when you begin to lift weights and when you begin to work these things out to make sure that your body is structured in a place that it should be, then what happens is you've not stretched. So when you lift weights, not only is the tear more uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's not going to be effective. You're going to cramp. Your muscles are going to ache worse. Come on. You're going to go through certain things in your body that should not be. So wow. there's an unhealthy way to exercise wow. because you're not stretching. So even in the kingdom, a lot of us try to get on platforms to try Ooh. to take on weights uh -oh. that we've not stretched for. Oh, wow. I remember when I used to run track. This actually happened to me. I ran track and I ran and I did not stretch. I was a runner. I had the ability to run, but I didn't stretch. And so because I didn't stretch, I literally ran this race and I pulled both of my hamstrings. And though I was a runner, the state of my legs was worse than it was before. And so I couldn't even run effectively. And so the point is, is to not just do things, but it's to be effective. It's not just to simply run. We got to be effective. Uh, listen to me. When you hear people like Jason talk, you have to listen, okay? You have to listen. <laughs> I'm grateful for this young man in my life. Um, watching him, and I haven't known him long, but watching even this season that he's been in, I've been able to be a part of this season um, yeah. of his life. And this season has not been the easiest season for him. Um watching him have to walk and be exposed to certain parts of himself while being a son, mm. while being a prophet. Sometimes God processes you while being who you are. Mm. So dealing with the difficulty of being who God says I am, but having to just stand and let him work mm. when I want to say, but he says no. When I want to do, but he doesn't let me because of the fact of the father that he is. But then watching him literally have a word in his mouth, say what God says, and then go in private 
and God just deals with his heart. Mm. That's what sonship looks like. Sonship says, I'm great with the fact that you want me to prophesy. Mm. I'm thankful for the calling to preach the gospel. But at the end of the day, I am a son. Come on. I am a son. And I look at him and I look at his posture and his heart and I'm, I've been watching him be stretched, mm. you know, Thank but you, it makes me more excited for where God's going to take him. Why, why are we saying these things to you is because some of you are being stretched. Mm-hmm. Don't get weary in the stretching. Come on. Don't give up in the stretching. You're not. And sometimes in the stretching, we start to feel like castaways. Yeah. Sometimes in the stretching, we start to feel like bastard children. Yeah. But you're not a bastard if you can endure the conviction. Not a bastard if he can correct. Come on. You're not a bastard if he can chase it. Mm. Whom the Father loves, he chases. That's Why? Right. Because it yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness. Yeah. So the season that you're in, if God is exposed to certain parts of you to yourself, this is not the time for you to shy away. Come on. This is the time for you to stretch your hands, stretch your heart, open yourself, bow down your will, and tell God yes. Mm. Clean me up, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I, I really believe God is getting our generation to a place where we understand the yes of old, but with a new revelation. You know, there's a scripture that says, seek for the path of the old when you find it, walk in it. The path of the old is the way they sought God, the way they saw God, and the way they encountered God. Those people walked with God in such a way that in the midst of God dealing with them, it didn't matter. Their yes still was there. David still had a yes even after he committed adultery. Mm. Wow. That's why God called him a man after his own heart. Mm. Because his heart said, Lord, wait, don't let don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Lord Jesus. Cleanse me. Wash me. Do whatever you gotta do. Create me a clean heart. Renew within me the right spirit. Rejoice, restore to me the joy of salvation. Why? Because I love you so much. And at the end of the day, more than a king. More than a military man, more than a general of the army, I am a son, and I cannot lose my position. Yeah. So when God starts to expose you to yourself, don't become haughty and proud. Mm. Don't become lifted up in pride and act as if you don't hear him or you don't need it or you got this. No, you don't. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. My God. In due time, he exalts. But a lot of us, we don't submit to God. We try to resist the devil and he'll flee without submission. Mm. So submit to the season. Submit to the process. Submit to the stretching. Submit to God telling you to hush. Submit to God telling you to get off social media. Because some of you, the your phone is your idol. How can you say that? And we live in a time of technology. You better be careful. Yeah. Because some of you, your identity is built into what you're looking at. 
That's why some of you keep comparing yourselves to such and such and to such and such. Come on. To such and such. Come on. And it's so hard for you to look at your own life because you're so busy staring at everybody else's. Get off of that. Come on. And it also it also helps your rejection. Sir, you just said a thing now. You all, it also helps your rejection because a lot of you on social media, you don't even know how to have an authentic conversation with folk. You neglect community because of the rejection that you faced, specifically childhood trauma. And so what social media is, it's an outlet for you to really, I guess, explore people without having to explore people. To have contact with people, but not really having contact with people. It's just a wall. Did y'all hear that? Say that again, Jason. <laughs> what part? He said it's just a wall. Did it's just a wall. Y'all, it's it's a wall. Like, think about that. Like, it is literally a wall. And you know, David said, it's him, it's God who causes me to what? Run through troops? Mm-hmm. And leap over walls. Come on. Some of us just got to get rid of the distractions. And at that time, God was teaching him how to war. And so for some of you in this season, God is challenging your yes. He's challenging your level of surrender. I understand. He's challenging your level of surrender and your level of yes. So, y'all, please do not shy away from God in this season. Many of us are going to go through a season in this year where God's going to literally challenge your surrender. Mm. What you mean? Give up their relationship. Will you do it? Fast. Come on. Will you do it? Pray an extra hour a day. Some of y'all are probably going to be shaking hearing us say this. Give God the yes and obey. I'm telling you, there is a grace and an abundance that is unlocking over the church, but it is only for the faithful. Yeah. Not the perfect. Yeah. The faithful. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Wow. And even with the stuff that he was saying to give up, regardless of what it is, do not worry about what you look like to man. The Bible consistently. <laughs> the Bible consistently rebukes the fear of man. Who do you fear more? Okay. So, regardless of what you look like to man, no, that's not who you serve. That's not why you're here. It, you don't need people to know. You don't need people to understand. Now, it's great. And if God sends people to understand, then praise the Lord. But if he doesn't, 
you yourself must know that you were obedient to the father's instructions. <laughs> I mean, literally, the Bible literally calls the fear of man a blockage of purpose. It, it, it will delay what God desires us to do. Um, it stops us from reaching our full potential in the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, verse 25, says the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. The fear of man will literally block you from being obedient. You have nothing to prove to these people. The Bible says that the Lord is your vindicator. Okay, so they may ridicule you. They may speak badly of you. They may act as if you're crazy. It's not their job. It's not their job. It's, it's not their job to understand you. It's not their job to know everything that is going on within the season of your life. But it is your job to be obedient to the instructions that God has given you, regardless of what it looks like around you. There were so many people in the Bible that were undignified in the presence of man, but they had to be obedient with the Lord and what he said to do. And the reward was greater. What does the Bible say? Jesus literally says all the time, even in our posture of prayer, right? Do not be like the Pharisees for they stand on corners, praying loudly, using distinguished words, hoping that they be heard and acknowledged by man. And Jesus said, surely, they have their reward. Surely they have their reward. But when he spoke to us as his disciples, as children of almighty God, he told us to go into the secret place. And for what your father sees secretly, he will reward openly. Your reward will be from heaven if you do not acknowledge man in your pursuit of obedience to God. It is a snare. I'm not saying dishonor man. I'm not saying be inconsiderate. I'm not saying be selfish. But what I am saying is that the fear of man is a snare that will delay the process that God has for you. Amen. telling y'all like I, I thought I was done um so I went through a season where back in July well around June the Lord began to deal with me about coming to Virginia for the Kabod conference with Prophet Jordan um I was like Lord if I go, it's going to definitely have to be you. And he was like, I'm going to shift your life at this conference. Hold up. Before he continues, just because you said it as if they knew him. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Prophet Jordan is our leader. Um, he is the founder um, and leader. He is the apostle of um, Nova Hub. Um, which is formerly known as House of Antioch mm -hmm. um, in Northern Virginia. Come on. And um, 
It's an amazing, amazing place to be. He's an amazing leader. And so we we are under his leadership. I am actually a leader in the house. Prophet. Disregard him. Um, I'm a leader in the house, but I'm sorry. I, I was talking as if y'all knew who he was. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he hosts a conference called Kabod, which is basically a glory conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weight of God. It was there. It was strong. Like, it was... The way God moved was just unimaginable. Um, but prior to the conference... I was in a place where things had happened in my life um, and they were telling, you know, people were telling me that I didn't need to to um, come to this conference. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to go. I'm going to obey you. And I'm going to make sure that I'm in a posture to receive whatever you want me to receive. God kept telling me, you're going to go to this conference. I'm going to shift your life. I promise you, I'm a Mississippi boy, okay? Born and raised. I'm from Mississippi. A small city, it's a city, it's not a town, but it's a city called Columbus, Mississippi. I was born and raised there, Um, been there my whole life. I only left one time, and that's when I went to Bible college in Ohio, Um, about 10 years ago. But um, I literally did not think that God would have me move to Virginia. Got here to this conference and the day I got here, um, we went out to eat, hung out, and the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to move here. I laughed. I laughed and I got quiet. Um, now understand that sometimes God will get, God will give you things to do that will change your life forever, but it will cause people around you to become abrupt. Mm. People will challenge who you are. People will challenge the anointing on your life. People will tell you you didn't hear God. People will call you a liar. People will ask you, what are you doing? What are you running from? There will be so many questions, but you have to obey God at all costs. Would you rather feel men who could kill you? Or would you rather feel the one who could kill you and leave your soul in hell? That's scripture. Okay? So don't let people deter you from obeying God because of their opinion. Mm. They don't have to stand in judgment with you. Wow. God's not going to ask you, um, why did they tell you not to do it? And oh, shame on them. But I understand you'll be rewarded for that. That's not, no. God is going to want to know why didn't you obey? Mm. Don't fear man. Don't fear man, y'all. I'm done for real now. Mm. What is going on, beautiful people? I appreciate the listening and the support to the Christ Convo podcast. If you received any form of insight on this last episode, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, whichever source you listen to this podcast. I will be back for a new episode. Stay tuned. Be blessed.